Chapter sixteen of Book four of Metaphysics by Aristotle. Translated by John McMahon. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Geoffrey Edwards. Chapter sixteen. Perfect is denominated that beyond which it is not possible to assume anything or any one single portion, as for instance, the time of each thing is perfect beyond which it is not possible to assume any period of duration which is a portion of this time and that which according to virtue and to what belongs to the excellent doth not involve excess with respect to any genus as for instance a perfect or finished physician and a perfect or finished musician are such when they are in no wise deficient as far as regards the species of the excellence that is proper to their professions so also transferring our remarks to the case of evil things we say a perfect or finished sycophant and a finished thief since we also denominate these characters good as a good thief and a good sycophant and virtue is a certain perfection for each thing is then perfect and every substance is then perfect when in accordance with the species of its proper excellence or virtue no portion of the natural magnitude is deficient further in whatever things resides an admirable end these are styled perfect for in respect of involving an end are they perfect wherefore since the end is something belonging to extremes and transferring also our remarks to the case of things that are worthless we say that a thing is perfectly lost and perfectly corrupted when not of the corruption and of what is bad is deficient but when it has arrived at the ultimate limit of these wherefore also death metaphorically is called the termination because both are extremes the end however together with the final cause is a thing that is ultimate the things indeed therefore denominated essentially perfect are styled in thus much number of ways partly in their being no wise deficient according to subsisting in an excellent manner nor involving excess in each genus nor there being anything extrinsic belonging to them and the other things now are termed essentially perfect in respect either of the doing some such thing or the having it in possession or of the adaptation of itself to this or in accordance at least with some other mode of expression in relation to things that are primarily called perfect chapter seventeen a termination is called the last of each thing and beyond which as first it is not possible to assume anything and within which as first are comprised all things and that likewise which may be a form of magnitude or of that which is in possession of magnitude and which is the end of everything now a thing of this kind is that towards which motion and the mode of an action tend and not from which they originate sometimes however a termination is both of these both that from which motion and action originate and towards which they tend also that for the sake of which other things operate and the substance of each thing and the essence or the formal cause of each for this is a termination of knowledge 
and if of knowledge also of the thing done wherefore it is evident that even as often as the first principle is predicated so often also is the termination and still more multifariously for the first principle to be sure is a certain termination not every termination however is a first principle chapter eighteen quote, the according to which close quote, is denominated in many ways in one way indeed as the species and the substance of each thing as for instance that in accordance with which a man is good itself is good and in another way as that in which first a thing has been fitted by nature to rise into being as colour in a superficies therefore what has indeed in the first instance been mentioned as quote, the according to which close quote, constitutes form but that mentioned secondarily as such is as the matter of each thing and the first subject in everything and in general quote, the according to which close quote, will have a subsistence as often as the cause for according to what a man has come is an expression of the same import as on account of what he has come and the inquiry according to what false reasoning or correct reasoning may be drawn is the same as an inquiry into what is the cause of the syllogism or the paralogism in such cases moreover quote, the according to which close quote, is denominated that which subsists according to a position according to which one stands or according to which one walks for all these signify position and locality wherefore quote, that according to itself close quote, or the essential is necessarily expressed in many ways for in one way is quote, that according to itself close quote, or the essential the very nature of each thing or the formal cause as for example callius essentially is the very nature also of callius and secondly it signifies whatsoever things are inherent in the quote, what anything is close quote, as callius essentially is an animal for in the definition of callius is to be found animal for callius is a certain description of animal and thirdly may we denominate quote, that according to itself close quote, or the essential as a thing that has primarily been a recipient in itself or a certain part of things that belong to itself as for instance superficies is essentially white and man essentially is an animal for the soul is a certain portion of the man in which vitality is primarily inherent fourthly does it signify that of which there is not any other cause for of man there are many causes such as animal biped but nevertheless man is man essentially fifthly we consider quote, that according to itself close quote, or the essential as many things as are inherent in some one particular thing alone and as far forth as it is alone wherefore whatever has a separate has also an essential subsistence chapter nineteen disposition is styled an arrangement of that which has parts either according to place or to potentiality or according to species 
for it is necessary that there be a certain position as also the name disposition makes manifest chapter twenty now habit is denominated in one way as a certain energy of the possessor and the possessed just as it were a certain action or motion for when the one accomplishes and the other is accomplished the act of accomplishing is a mean between them so also between one having in possession a garment and the garment had in possession habit is a mean therefore indeed is it evident that it is not admissible that this should involve another habit for the thing would go on to infinity if it be the case that one habit should involve the habit of that which is possessed and in another way is habit styled a disposition according to which that which is disposed is disposed well or ill and this either according to itself that is essentially or in relation to another as for example health is a certain habit for it is a disposition of this sort further is a thing called habit in a case where it may be a portion of such a disposition wherefore also is the virtue or excellency of the parts a certain habit chapter twenty one passion is denominated in one way quality according to which a thing admits of alteration as white and black and sweet and bitter and gravity and lightness and whatsoever other such things there are and in another way now are energies and alterations called passions of these still more than these are noxious alterations and motions passions and particularly those motions that along with being noxious or injurious are painful likewise further the crushing burdens of misfortunes and of things that are fraught with suffering are called passions chapter twenty two privation is denominated in one way in case a thing does not involve any of the things that by nature are adapted for being possessed even though itself may not by nature be adapted for the possession of such as for example a plant in this sense is said to be deprived of eyes and in another way is that termed privation if a thing be by nature fit for possession of a thing either itself or the genus and yet may not have possession of that thing as in one sense is a blind man deprived of sight and a mole in another the latter indeed according to the genus and the former according to itself or essentially further is that privation if a thing be by nature adapted to possess a quality and when it is so adapted by nature to possess it yet possesses it not for blindness is a certain privation but for an animal to be blind is not in accordance with every age but with that only in which it is fitted by nature to have sight and yet may not have it at all and in like manner may privation be found in quote, the what close quote, and according to quotes, what and for quotes, what and so far forth as it may be adapted by nature for the possession of such and yet may not possess them further the violent removal of each thing is styled a privation and as often also as are expressed negations from a so often likewise are expressed privations 
for the unequal is denominated thus from the fact of the non-possession of equality when by nature it is fitted for it but the invisible both from being entirely without colour and in consequence of having it defectively and an animal is called quotes, apos or without feet both from its being without feet entirely and in consequence of having them attended with some defect further do we call a thing privation when that thing has anything small as for instance any fruit with a small kernel and this amounts to the being in a manner disposed defectively and again we say privation exists where a thing cannot be effected with facility or in a proper manner as for example that which cannot be severed is so not only in respect of the incapacity of being severed but also in respect of the incapacity of being severed easily or properly moreover privation is found in the non-possession of a thing in every way for a person blind is not called such from being one-eyed but from being deprived of the power of vision in both eyes wherefore not every man is good or evil or just or unjust but also there are shades of character intermediate between these chapter twenty three possession is denominated in many ways in one way as the action of a thing according to the nature of that thing or according to the impulse of it wherefore both a fever is said to possess a man and tyrants are said to possess states and those that are clothed a garment and in another way we term possession as that in whatever anything is inherent as being receptive as for instance the brass possesses the form of a statue and the body possesses disease and in another way we term possession as a thing that embraces the things that are comprised for wherein anything is comprised by this it is said to be possessed as for instance we say that the vessel possesses moisture and the city inhabitants and the ship sailors and so also the whole possesses the parts and further that which hinders in accordance with its own force anything from motion or action is said to possess this very thing as for example both the pillars possess the superincumbent weights and just as the poets make atlas to possess the heaven so that it should otherwise fall upon the earth as also certain of the physiologists affirm and in this way likewise is the connecting said to possess the things which it connects as if they would otherwise have severally been separated according to their own proper force and the being in anything is expressed in a similar manner with and as a consequence upon possession chapter twenty four quote, the being from anything close quote, is said in one way to be that from which a thing is as from matter and this in a twofold respect either according to the first genus or according to the last species as for instance all liquids in a way are from water and the statue is from brass and in another way we consider quote, the being from anything close quote, as that which springs from the first moving cause thus from what doth the battle arise from invective because such is a first principle of the battle in another sense however is this defined as that from what is composite 
i mean from matter and form as the parts from the whole and the verse from the iliad and the stones from the house for form is an end to be sure but that which possesses an end is finished and in some respects it is as the species from a part for instance man is from biped and a syllable from a letter for these are from those otherwise than the statue from the brass for from the matter cognizant to the senses is the composite substance but also form consists from the matter of the form some things are styled in this way as quote, that from anything close quote, and others if they subsist according to any part of these modes as from the father and mother the child and from earth the plants because they spring from some part of them and lastly is this styled as that which subsists after anything in time as night is said to be from day and a storm from a calm because the one follows after the other but of these some are so called in respect of possessing the power of mutual change as also those particulars just now enumerated but others only in respect of their being successive in time as from the equinox is made a voyage because it is made after the equinox and the thargelia are from the dionysia because they are celebrated after the dionysia chapter twenty five a part is said to be in one way that into which any quantity whatsoever may be divisible for always that which is subtracted from quantity so far forth as it is quantity is called a portion of that thing thus of three is the two in a manner called a part and in another way that which measures it is called the part of things of this sort merely wherefore two in one way is a part of three as is stated and in another is not so moreover those things into which the species of animal may be divided without quantity these also are called parts of this species wherefore they say that species are parts of the genus we further call those things parts into whatsoever anything is divided or those things whereof the whole is made up or the species or that which involves the species even as the brass is a part of the brazen sphere or of the brazen cube but this is the matter wherein the form resides and an angle also is a part moreover those things that are contained in the definition which manifests each thing these also are parts of the whole wherefore the genus is called a part also of the species and in other respects the species is regarded a part of the genus chapter twenty six a whole is styled first that from which is absent no part of those things whereof the whole by nature is said to consist and secondly that which contains the things contained so that they form one certain thing and this is the case in a twofold way for it is so either in such a manner that each may be one or that one thing may arise from these for the universal indeed and that which is predicated in general as being a certain whole are universal in such a way as that the predication of each contains many things and that all are one as each predicated thing is for example man horse god is individually one thing because all are animals 
and the continuous and the finite may we regard as a whole when there may be produced one thing from many things that are inherent especially when this is the case in potentiality but if not in energy now of these very things rather are those wholes which subsist by nature than such as are made by art as also we say in regard of the one that entirety is a certain unity further seeing that quantity has a first principle and a mean and an extreme of whatsoever quantity's position does not cause a difference quotes all is predicated but of whatsoever it does a quotes whole is predicated and as many things as admit of both both quotes whole and quotes all are predicated there are those things however whose nature abides the same in the act of transposition but not so with the form as wax and a garment for both whole and all are they styled for they possess both but water and whatsoever things are moist and number are called quotes, all no doubt yet number is not styled a whole and water a whole unless metaphorically all those however are predicated thus of which the entire is predicated as in the case of the one in the case of these i say all things are predicated as in the case of things divided we say all this is number and all these monads chapter twenty seven but the mutilated is styled amongst quantities not every indiscriminate quantity but it must needs be itself divisible and a whole for two things are not mutilated when either one is being subtracted for both the mutilation and what remains nowhere are equal nor in general is any number mutilated for also must its substance needs remain thus if a goblet be mutilated still must the goblet exist but a number is no longer the same when a part is taken away and in addition to these if also things may be of dissimilar parts neither can all these be considered mutilated for number is that which also contains dissimilar parts as for example a duad a triad but in short none of those things of which the position does not make a difference is mutilated as water or fire but such must needs be mutilated which have a substantial position further things continuous must needs be mutilated for harmony consisting from things of dissimilar parts indeed also possesses position but it does not become mutilated and in addition to these neither are those things mutilated whatsoever are wholes by the privation of any part whatsoever indifferently for it is not necessary that either the principal parts of the substance or those that are taken away anywhere whatsoever should make what remains mutilated as for instance if a goblet be bored it is not mutilated but if its handle or if any of its extremities be it is mutilated and a man is not mutilated if he have flesh or spleen but if he have an extremity taken away and not every such indifferently but should it be that which does not possess the power of reproduction when entirely taken away wherefore bald persons are not mutilated chapter twenty eight genus is styled so partly 
when there may be a continuous generation of things that possess the same species as for instance there is said to be a genus of men because as long as the generation of them may be continuous there would exist such and it is that also from which things derive their being as the first disposing cause towards existence for so are the elenes styled the genus and the ionians the former as springing from helen and the latter from ion as the first generator and rather are those things a genus that are from the generator than from the matter for they are said to be the genus also that are from the female as those from pyrrha further are they termed as the surface is called the genus of superficial figures and the solid of such as are solid for as regards each of the figures the one is such a surface but the other is such a solid and this is the subject in the differences which of course is the genus further do we regard genus as that which first is inherent in definitions which is predicated in the case of the essence of a thing the differences of which are called qualities the genus therefore indeed is denominated in thus many ways partly according to the continuous generation of the same species and partly according to the original moving power of the same species and partly as matter for that to which the difference and the quality belong this constitutes the subject which we style matter and things are called diverse in genus of which the first subject is diverse and in the case of which one is not resolved into another nor both into the same as the form and the matter are something different in the genus and whatsoever things are denominated according to a different form of the predication of entity for some entities signify quiddity and some a certain quality of a thing and some have a signification in accordance with our former division for neither are these resolvable either into one another or into any one thing chapter twenty nine the false is denominated in one way as a false thing and in regard of this partly in the fact of its not being composed or in the impossibility of its being in a state of composition as the expression of the diameter being commensurable or of your being in a sitting posture for of these the former is indeed always but the latter sometimes false for thus are these not in being for things are false as many as are in being no doubt but yet are fitted by nature to appear either not such as they are or what they are not as for example a rough painting and dreams for these truly are something but not those things of which they cause an imagination or impression things indeed therefore are thus termed false either in respect of themselves not being or in respect of the impression that is conveyed from them being that of a non-entity and a false discourse is a discourse about non-entities so far forth as it is false wherefore every false definition or discourse is employed about something that is different from that of which it would be a true discourse as the discourse about a circle is a false one when transferred to a triangle now the discourse or definition of everything is partly as one namely that explanatory of the essence 
and it is partly as many since somehow a thing itself and this thing viewed as passive may be regarded the same as socrates and socrates the musical and a false discourse is a discourse simply about nothing wherefore antisthenes entertained a silly opinion when he thought that nothing could be predicated unless one in regard of one thing by a proper definition or discourse the result of which statements was that there can be no contradiction in existence and almost no way of making a false assertion it is possible however to express each thing not only in a discourse proper to itself but also in that which belongs to a different thing falsely no doubt and altogether so notwithstanding then is it possible to express the same in a manner also with truth as for instance eight are twofold from the definition of the duad some things indeed therefore are denominated in this way false but a false man is called one who is ready and disposed to admit false assertions of such a sort not on account of anything that is different but on account of their being false and who in the case of others is the cause of the adoption of such false assertions as also we say that those things are false as many as create a false impression wherefore the reasoning in the hippias of plato is sophistical so far as it endeavours to establish that the same man is false and true for one that is capable of deceiving he receives as false and this person is one that is knowing and prudent further a man who is voluntarily worthless he pronounced a better man now this falsehood he gathers by induction for one that is lame voluntarily is superior to one that is so involuntarily considering the voluntary lameness as an imitation of lameness since if were he lame voluntarily he would perhaps be a worse individual as this also would be the case as regards moral deportment chapter thirty an accident however is denominated as that which is inherent in something and which it is true to affirm is so yet not either necessarily or for the most part as for example if any one in digging a furrow for a plant should discover a treasure this then would be an accident to the person engaged in digging the trench namely the discovery of the treasure for neither does the one necessarily follow from the other nor after it nor should one be occupied in planting does he for the most part find a treasure and the case is the same should any one who is musical be white since however this takes place neither of necessity nor as for the most part we pronounce this an accident wherefore since there is something which has a subsistence and a subsistence in something and some of these both in a certain place and at a certain time whatsoever would be so indeed but would involve no illusion as to why it was this particular thing either now or here such will be an accident nor doubtless is there any definite cause of what is accidental but the cause of this is the casual or ordinary and this is the indefinite thus it has been accidental to a certain individual his arriving at egina if he has not left home for this purpose that he should go thither but has been driven there by a storm or captured by pirates 
the accidental doubtless has been generated and will have a subsistence not however so far forth as itself is concerned but as far as something else is for the storm was the cause of his going to the port he was not sailing for and this was egina and in another way is a thing called an accident for example in the way whatsoever things are inherent in each thing essentially and yet are not contained in the substance of that thing as in a triangle to have angles equal to two right angles and accidents of this sort it is admissible should be eternal yet this is not the case with any of those others the reason however of this may be found elsewhere end of chapter thirty and end of book four recording in memory of mitchell edwards